Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up... Uh, survey or a research study at Pew Industry. Um, it's their social trends, and they took a look at young adults after the recession, which actually they did. It's the Pew Research Center analyzed some data from the Federal Reserve Board and other government um, data. And what they found is young adults actually have less debt than any other demographic um, in the U.S. And what's been happening is they've been shedding this debt from, gosh, 2007 to I think the last data was around 2011. And it's really because they're owning fewer homes and fewer cars. Um, it's the only household that has seen a significant amount of debt reduction. Now, there has been debt reduction across other households, but it's definitely significant under uh, with younger households. Uh, what we are finding, though, that is student loan debt is the only major debt to increase among those younger households. And um, we all know why that is, right? The cost of going to university has increased. And um, a lot of people, when they couldn't find jobs, decided to go back to school. Even credit card debt has gone down quite a bit. Um, in 2010, only 39% carried a balance down from 48% in 2007 and 50% in 2001. So kind of crazy. Good for them. We should all take a note from those younger gener- that younger generation of under 35. Well, our first profile today is the younger generation. She's the Gucci girl, single women in their late 20s and early 30s with that higher income of around $91,000 fashion forward, average age of 29, nearly 2 million of those women out there in the United States. They keep up with fashion, change up their um, their style. They like to experiment. They do it for novelty and change alone. Their friends influence what they, they purchase. And in fact, they say they influence their friends. They're the first among them to try new styles and shop a new store. They'll shop just to shop. Um, 
You don't even have to buy anything. And uh, money does drive them a lot as far as being ambitious and wanting to get to the top of their career. They are not brand loyal to stores or to brands themselves, and coupons do draw them in to places where they wouldn't normally shop. So where are they shopping? Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, uh, Nordstrom are some of the hot ones. They're driving uh, Infinity and Jeep and Mercedes-Benz. And when it comes to designers, yep, Gucci is right at the top of the list. Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, and Chanel also make the list. So where can you connect with our Gucci girl? Well, she's reading a lot of fashion magazines, Glamour, Elle, InStyle, Cosmo, um, and of course, Vogue are all standbys for her. Um, she's online a lot as well um, at all those hot fashion sites. And then she's watching a lot of cable, VA1 and E, and Burrow are talks with her. Um, my guest for today actually knows a lot about women, specifically women in the UK. Yes, that's right. We're going all the way to the UK to get our insights today from Anthony Donaldson, the head of planning for Haygarth Group, a marketing agency in the UK. They've been around for 27 years, and they have around 100 people on their staff, and they do everything, promotion, retail, experiential, digital, design, branding, direct, data, and PR, and they really do look for the right solution for their client problem. I'm thrilled to have Anthony on the program, so stick around. Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. The SES Conference and Expo is making a springtime stop to New York City, March 25th through the 28th. SES New York 2013 is moving to a brand new venue in the heart of Times Square at the New York Marriott Marquis. Register now at SESConference.com. SES New York 2013 features some of the best and brightest minds in search and social marketing with keynote addresses by top-level executives from Google, Twitter, ESPN, and more. 
SES New York 2013 will also feature a loaded expo hall and Texpo Pavilion. On-site training by the ClickZ Academy, WebmasterRadio.fm's annual search bash, and so much more. SES New York 2013 at the New York Marriott Marquis in the heart of Times Square, March 25th through the 28th. Register now at SESConference.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Anthony Donaldson, head of planning for Haygarth Group, a marketing agency in the UK. Uh, welcome, Anthony, to the program. Hello. Well, nice I'm, to be here. It's <laughs> thrilling to have you here all the way from across the pond. Thank you so much for making time for us in your afternoon today. First, tell us a little bit about Haygarth Group and the role that you play there at your agency. Yes, uh, Haygarth Group is a full-service marketing uh, services company. So what we mean by that is um, we do everything from uh, advertising through to digital marketing campaigns, social campaigns, and uh, experiential and PR. So we're, we're through the line, and um, what we mean by that is taking our clients' messaging and pushing that out through the appropriate uh, channels, whatever they may be, to reach our objectives and reach our audiences. So we take a kind of media-neutral stance uh, to things and design our campaigns accordingly. Yes, I like to call it being discipline agnostic, right? You're looking for yep. the right solution. <laughs> Absolutely, which um, given that there are more and more channels out there, it becomes uh, a little trickier to um, to try to find uh, the tools to help you establish what are um, the appropriate channels, where are um, where are your audiences spending time, and where can you create opportunities to uh, you know, deliver what all clients are looking for now, which is that engagement piece. You know, how can I convince my uh, potential consumers to spend a bit of time with me in whichever channel it happens to be. And that might be face-to-face with our audience or it might be um, on something like Facebook or Twitter. It's all about um, uh, creating the right, the optimum conditions to spend a bit of time with a, a, a brand's uh, content. Right, absolutely. And of course, to understand how to do that is to understand who you're talking to. And I know that you conduct... Uh, your own research there at Haygarth, the recent study on women that caught my eye called Maximizing Advocacy Among Women, ages 25 to 35. Tell us a little bit about the methodology you employed for that particular study. Yes, we we do a lot of work uh, targeting uh, women uh, through brands with which we work, um, like uh, Gillette and Gillette Venus, um, but also Mars, um, also Heinz Baby, and brands that are trying to talk to women and increasingly trying to get them to recommend uh, their products and their brand. And so we wanted to spend a bit of time talking to uh, a specific tranche of women. This particular age group are very pertinent for brands because they're often uh, still in our um, in our modern times, you know, they are the gatekeeper to the brands that get into the, um, into the household uh, because they tend to be still the main shopper in the household. And what we wanted to do was set out to talk to them about how they go about recommending brands, what are the triggers 
uh, that make them recommend a brand and how do they go about sharing that to, to go from uh, someone who likes a brand into someone who's actually a brand advocate. So we set out um, to complete a bit of research and we decided the way to do this was uh, to go online. We targeted uh, 2,000 women here in the UK and we spoke to them online uh, with a uh, questionnaire where we asked them about brands that they had recommended and, like I say, what had motivated them to recommend and how do they like to stay in touch with brands because I think that's the kind of... Uh, the, the $64,000 question out there is brands can do lots of things to um, try and have a relationship with these women. Actually, what's the way that they would like to be uh, have a relationship with brands? And so that's what we set out to do. Well, and you looked at three specific categories. Why, why those categories and perhaps not others? Yeah, so the, the uh, categories we looked at were um, uh, food, uh, so brands in the food category uh, that you might recommend and why. Uh, beauty, which is, seems an obvious one with, uh, with women. You know, uh, it, it's, a, it's a category that delivers a lot of value uh, in which women uh, buy, all sorts of women buy into. And so we wanted to talk about that. And then the final one we chose was alcohol. And, the, and that's uh, an interesting category um, in itself in that, you know, it's quite a complex category. Um, there's lots of stories about brands and the provenance of brands. You only have to think of a spirit brand like a whiskey brand. You know, they always talk about where it comes from, how it's made, uh, and even wine brands. You know, uh, there's lots of complex stories about what makes one red wine better than another red wine. So we thought that was interesting. And the reason we only selected three is because, you know, you could um, – you could go on to look at all sorts of categories, but we felt those three were different enough for, to enable us to tease out what might be the drivers in one category over another to help inform our thinking. And it was fascinating what we found out. Yes, please do. Tell us what you did find out in those categories well, about women. Well, so, so um, interesting. Uh, of, of the three, food came out top in terms of uh, the percentage of our women who said, yes, I've recommended food brands. So we found that 80% of the women that we spoke to of our 2,000 women said, yes, I uh, actively recommend food brands. And, you, you know, it, uh, when you think about it on a kind of macro level, perhaps it's obvious. I mean, food knowledge has become a sort of a form of social currency in itself. And as human beings, food is very important to us. It's a very social uh, activity. We, we tend to, the best meals we perhaps can all remember are where we sat down with wonderful people. In, in some cases, it's less about the food and more about the people you're with at the time. So I think it's a very social space. And I think uh, you only have to think about what you had for lunch today. Perhaps you gazed over the shoulder of one of your work colleagues and saw what they were eating. And it's very easy to have conversations about it. Say, oh, that looks nice. Or guess what I had for dinner last night? Or, um, you know, I had a fantastic breakfast at the weekend. I had X and Y. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a subject matter that I think we talk about as hu human beings 
anyway. And as a result, it's easy to recommend brands that you think might be appropriate. So I may have had a great breakfast cereal that I want to talk to you about, or uh, I may have cooked some fantastic uh, chicken with a curry sauce last night that I want to tell you about, or I may have had you round to dinner at my place. So I think it's easy for us to talk about brands in that space. So it's got a, a real social currency. It's a very social opportunity. And that probably uh, is the reason why so many uh, recommend brands in that space. I think beauty, what we found out there is it came a close, uh, a, a second, uh, 68% of women said that they had recommended beauty brands. And I think perhaps that surprised us a little. I thought it would have been uh, above food. But when we uh, investigated, Beauty is a more personal category than food. It's something that can be unique to you. It tends to be a one-to-one -one, uh, conversation with the brand. There's not necessarily the same opportunities to discuss uh, beauty. So what I mean by that is um, women are very uh, social beings by their very nature, but I think beauty is something that often you may use these products and there's no visible sign that you've used them perhaps, or it just doesn't come up in conversation quite as much. But in, in spite of it being less than food, still 68% said that they actively recommend uh, beauty brands. So that was interesting. And then the final uh, category we looked at was alcohol. And just over half, so 58% of our women said that they recommended alcohol brands. And what came out there is, as I mentioned before, I think it is a more complex uh, category and, and more hard to decipher. And I think many brands uh, in this space lack differentiation. And what I mean by that, if you, if you think about the wine category, it is often quite difficult to um, explain why you like one uh, wine brand over the other or one, why one is, uh, has any real uh, reasons to believe that it's better uh, than another. And I think there's an opportunity there for the category to think about how it qu equips consumers to talk about why its brand is, uh, is better than another. And I think there are learnings from some of the spirit brands who've worked really hard to talk about the provenance of their products and, and the, you know, the, it might be the master mixer who makes uh, Jack Daniels so much better than any other whiskey out there. So I, I think uh, it's a more challenging uh, category. And also, I have to say, uh, I think the alcohol category is a more masculine one, has, has tended to do more communications aimed at men than women. I know that is changing, but historically it is the case. Mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm wondering if you think recommendation alone would spark a woman to try a brand that maybe she hasn't heard of or perhaps considered before, especially as you look across the categories with with food being one where they advocate for quite a bit. I think that it's difficult to say it would be the only thing that convinces me, but I think it's a very, very powerful uh, motivator because I think that um, I think if someone says to you I've tried this and I think it's amazing and I think you'd like it too that's a very very powerful motivator to try a brand I think um, that as we see 
um, a lot more cynicism and skepticism and mistrust of, you know, some of the things that all of us have grown up trusting in the world. I, I only think about some of the political scandals, the um, media scandals, the banking scandal, and, and indeed brand scandals that there have been. I think our, our trust uh, in, in uh, brands has been uh, uh, dissolved a little. I think as a result, it personal recommendation has massively gone up in importance, and I think brands recognize that, hence trying to harvest uh, the recommendations of, of real people. So I think it can, it can work alone, but I think it's often something that works in combination with your other communications that articulate you know, um, a bit about your brand and the USPs that you may have. So I think it works very well alongside, and I would always see it as a support uh, to your other brand activities, not living in isolation. Yeah, and that does lead me to a question about what are particular incentives that have resulted in recommendations? Yeah, so what we found looking across the piece is actually – the opportunity to try a product with no risk uh, comes out as the strongest uh, ways in which a brand can increase recommendation. So, for example, uh, try a product for free, a price reduction or a promotional coupons are the most likely to increase recommendation. And the reason for this, we, we thought about this, I think, I think uh, these women appreciate the idea of a brand going to the effort to say, Look, just give us a try. We'd, uh, we think we're perfect for you, but please give us a try. I think if, if a brand does that, I think the, um, uh, these women walk away thinking, well, that's fantastic. You know, they, they, um, they reached out to me. They gave me the chance to try it. And as a result, as long as the product performs, I think as a result, these women will go away with a very positive feeling and highly likely to pass that message on. I think also the the, um, the idea of trying something new that perhaps you haven't tried before is always attractive. We like innovation. We like new things. We like new news. And going back to that social currency piece, if I've tried something new and it's worked, and also uh, that's been done with relatively low risk, I think people will talk about it. The other thing we saw is that uh, loyalty uh, communications have a strong effect on recommendation, especially across food and, and beauty. And what I mean by that, I think staying in touch with your consumers and telling them about new products, allowing them to be the first to try, maybe listening to their opinions is a strong motivator in someone feeling closer to your brand and as a result likely to recommend it. And I think, sorry, no, go ahead. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, the, the personal recommendation uh, piece is also uh, twice as effective as independent reviews. So one of the things we've seen uh, an increase in recently is brands having independent reviews on their websites or a, a sort of TripAdvisor um, style of strategy where you say, look, it's not just us liking... Um, this particular lipstick. Here's some some other women like you who have tried it, and I think that has that has grown in importance, and that is likely to make you recommend it if you see other recommendations or get personal recommendations. I think the other thing is we did see that there were 15% of our women who said, you know what, 
actually there's nothing I can think of that would make me more likely to recommend brands. And I think for us that that was a positive uh, outcome um, because it shows you how large the opportunity out there is for the number of women who actively will recommend you if you do some work with them. So, you know, the fact that there's 85% of women out there who said, yeah, you know, you could, you could make me recommend your brand more if, if you did something with me, uh, if you push the right buttons with me. So I think um, there's a lot of opportunity out there to uh, do some work to, um, to engage your, your female audience and get them to spread the word a little more. Mm-hmm. And as you said, seeing people recommending a product will, in, will by far simple to also do the same and recommend. And when we come back, Anthony, I do want to delve into that a little bit more and talk about the more popular channels for spreading the word about favored brands or products. More from Anthony Donaldson from the Haygarth Group when we return. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been chatting today with Anthony Donaldson, head of planning for Haygarth Group, a marketing agency in the U.K., and we've been talking about the results of a recent study they fielded called Maximizing Advocacy Among Women 25 to 35, and we've been talking about the value of recommendation and what really incents women to recommend 
And, um, Anthony, before the break, you were talking about women reading reviews on corporate websites and how those third-party recommendations really do influence women specifically to go ahead and recommend in the same way. And I'm curious, what are the most popular channels for spreading the word about brands and products outside that corporate red website? Yes, we... we um spent some time talking to our 2,000 women about um, which would be their preferred method of contact with brands. And I I think it surprised us a little because what we found is that uh, across all the categories we looked at, so food, beauty, and alcohol, we found that website uh, remains the preferred method of contact. And I think um, what surprised us a little about that is that in marketing uh, circles and the industry generally, perhaps the website is um, not quite as fashionable to focus uh, resources on as it has been in the past, as social media has increased in um, in its kind of in- importance. I think a lot of uh, marketers have been seduced into thinking, you know, I have to think about Facebook and Twitter and um, and Google+. Plus. And think about those. And, and actually, when you when you talk to consumers, what they say is, look, often I want to engage with your brand on my terms, and that means um, that means I visit the website when I have a call for some information and I'm trying to stay in touch with uh, a brand I might recommend. The website tends to be the go-to place. And uh, what came um, the second to that was email. And again, it's kind of interesting in that uh, there was some talk only in the last couple of years about the death of email and uh, is it still relevant to communicate to consumers through email given the cluttered inbox and and again the uh, social media offering new ways to stay in touch. And I think um, what we found, and, and it was markedly so in the beauty category, is that email was the preferred option or, or the second preferred option for staying in touch with brands in these categories. And I think the reason for that is that, um, again, you can get lots of very detailed information in an email. It arrives at a certain time in your inbox. You can choose to engage with it when when you want to, i.e. you can open it when you want to and, and click through, etc. And I think um, it would be remiss of brands to uh, forget about the importance of email. The, the other thing with email, of course, is you can you do it when you collect data, and that data then is yours to own as a brand. And on social media, it's a little trickier about who owns the data and um, and managing that data. So so email is really important. And then social media, absolutely, we found that between uh, 17 and 26 percent of uh, women said that's uh, my preferred uh, channel to stay in touch. So that that was very interesting that social media, it came highest in uh, beauty and, and uh, food, uh, where it's 24 and 26 percent. And what tailed off were things like postal newsletter, unaddressed mail and leaflets through the letterbox. And I think all of those are examples where you're not having a close relationship with the brand. So if I want to stay in touch, it's either I'm visiting your website, email, or social media. You know, it's interesting. This study was focused on women in the U.K., of course. You're based in the U.K. I'm curious if you 
women in the UK are unique in these categories of food and beauty and alcohol, or if you've done any studies outside of the UK, um, just curious about that. Well, fortunately, I'm doing this uh, interview with uh, you while I'm sitting on my own. But if I was in a room full of women from the UK, I'd say absolutely they're unique. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, the, the reality is uh, I, I, I don't think they are unique in, in, um, in this case. I think we, we are a, um, a nation with a well-developed um, um, digital marketing uh, kind of uh, industry, and I think um, we have very savvy consumers out there, but I don't think they're unique to the UK. I know in the US and in other uh, developed nations, um, the women will behave in very, very similar ways. And when I've um, benchmarked any of the UK activity against other studies that I've seen published um, in those kind of nations, I've seen that actually we tend to behave in very similar ways. Um, and I think these are um, that that kind of um, savviness that is a, a abroad. I think women are being asked to engage with lots and lots of brands. They know that lots of brands value their opinions, and I think they are very aware of the importance of um, their recommendations, particularly in the social space. So I think there needs to be an understanding of the kind of transaction that's taking place. You know, when you want someone to spend time with your brand, you have to give something back. And I think these women, uh, these UK women, as much as any other women um, in Western Europe or the US, um, understand that. And, and it's up to brands to uh, respond to that challenge, I think. And as you said, there's huge opportunity um, to take action. Yes, absolutely. I think you, as a, if you work on a brand, I think one of the things you've got to do is sit down and say, well, what are the kinds of messages I could give to these women that would help them recommend my brand? Have I been clear in articulating what is different about my brand? What are the reasons to believe it's better than any other brand? Um, and how can I show that it's relevant to their lives? Because if you do that, on both uh, an emotional and functional level, if you do that, I think uh, you are um, getting, uh, you are far more likely to get them to recommend you to um, other women just like them. Mm-hmm. Anthony, a wealth of information. Thank you so much for taking time today to chat with us. And please, where can I direct people to learn more about you? Is your website the best place? It is, it is. If people want to find out more, I suggest they go to um, www.hagarth.co.uk. Wonderful. Anthony, thank you again. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, if you're in the United States. Make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.